What's good, everybody? Welcome to the John Katz Show. I am your host, John Katz. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, like I said, this is a brand new show, so all of your support is truly very much appreciated. And I am joined by a very, very special guest today uh, via Skype. We've got Miss Kara Brooke here on the show. Hi, thank you so you much doing? for coming on. Good, thank you. How are you? Good. Kara is the uh, founder and CEO for Mascara Beauty which is quickly becoming one of the most successful makeup companies in the country. <laughs> and she is also involved in some uh, charitable nonprofit work, specifically around uh, foster care and advocating for the child foster care system. So there's a lot to get into here. We're very excited to have her on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. How are you doing? You're having a good weekend so far? So good. How about you? Going, doing good. Thank you so much for asking. And um, one of the reasons I wanted to really have you on the show and, you know, one of the running themes of this show, uh, I'm very intrigued by people that pursue their dreams, you know, stuff that's outside of the box, that they have a vision in their head of something that they know they'll be great at and that they want to do with their life. And then they actually are able to manifest that into reality. And uh, you seem to have done that in spades. And I was hoping you could maybe, you know, share a little bit about it, about your background and where you grew up and uh, how you got into the makeup industry and now own your own company. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's what owning my makeup company is what I've always wanted to do. When I was in fifth grade, I had a science project due and um, what I did for my science project is at the time I wasn't really into makeup. I wasn't really a girly girl. I was kind of a tomboy. I was just kind of too dorky for it, but I wanted to make an invention and I recognized that women, like all of my friends' moms seemed like they had an odd relationship with makeup. Either they felt like it was a burden or they didn't understand it or they didn't like it. So I just thought somebody has to come in here and make this thing a little more fun, a little easier. And so I decided to make a clay mask that you form fitted to your face and then put the makeup on at night. And then in the morning, you just put it on, makeup's done, you're good to go. <laughs> and you were fifth grade is what, 10 years old? When 10 you or thought 11, of this? Yeah. Some, uh, <laughs> some good wherewithal for a 10 year old. Thank you. They thought so. It didn't really work, but I think okay. I still got an A. And, um, from then on out, I just thought that was what I was destined to do. Even, um, when I was, you know, I was trying to plot it out, what my makeup company is going to be like. And I thought I have to have a name that's a word from a different language. I don't know why I thought that. I just knew of Estee Lauder and Clinique and those just seemed kind of cool and sure. French or something. <laughs> so I thought, okay. I need to figure out which one I'm going to do. So I went to the library. We didn't have Google at this point. Right, right. So I went to the library and I looked up, I thought, what's the most obvious word? Face. So I looked up face in French, whatever it was, didn't excite me. So I thought, okay, Spanish, let's check it out in Spanish. And lo and behold, it said Cara. Well, it says Cara, but I didn't know it spelled C-A-R-A. Okay. <laughs> so I thought, this is my destiny. This is what I'm meant to do. And um, from then on out, I just always planned to have a makeup company. Problem is, I 
didn't have any money and I didn't have any connections. I had no way of really starting a makeup company. So I didn't really know what steps to take. I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. So I would always do my friend's makeup and it's all I ever wanted to do. Um, And then when I was around 24, I got pregnant with my oldest son and um, I was really freaked out at first because I thought, oh, I have all these dreams that I want to do and I'm going to be a mom and I'm just going to be not have an identity anymore. I'll just be a mom and I'll never be able to do all the stuff that I want to do. And then I just thought, um, how can I have a child and tell him to follow his dreams if I've never done that myself? Right. right. So I just thought I got to find a way to do this. And at the time, I think there were a ton of beauty blogs, but I had no idea. I thought it was an original idea of my own. Blogs were getting really popular and I had loved beauty magazines my whole life. And I thought, what if we could do a beauty magazine that's a blog and wouldn't that be cool? I could just implement beauty ideas and share them and um, thought that was just like a really novel idea. There was probably hundreds, if not thousands already at that point. Sure. But I'm glad I didn't know because it probably would have made me think, oh, it's been done. So I started a blog and I really didn't know how it would take me from where I was, which was a single mom with absolutely no money and no way of doing it to what I wanted. But I just thought at least it's something that I can do. And I started doing the blog. And for a good long time, I didn't, you know, I had my Facebook followers, I had my friends, and they um, supported me, but it wasn't really growing. But I, at the time, I felt really lonely and um, kind of worthless, because it was just a hard point in my life. And so even the fact that I couldn't make any money off of it or couldn't use it as a career yet, the fact that I got emails and people said it was helping them and that it meant something to them just made me feel um, worthwhile and like I mattered and that I brought something to the world. And so it was really good for me, even though I still didn't know how it was going to get me to where I was going. And... um, that's really great. About, not, not to cut you off there, but what you were just saying, you know, people that are starting out with stuff for the friend, I can relate obviously with the show because five people listen to this right now. And, you know, the persistence of not even thinking about this is where it's going to be one day, but just sticking with it, knowing nobody's looking at it, nobody's hearing it, nobody's reading it. Um, you know, and the fact that you did come from humble, you know, you, you didn't grow up in a rich family, it doesn't sound like or anything like that. So it's important for people to hear that, you you know, you can come from almost any circumstance. And if you really just stick with what your dream is, it sounds like uh, the, the persistence is the key there, right? Yes, yes, that, that was 100%. That's really the story of any of my success, I feel like is, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about you just got to grind, grind, grind and, you know, sleep for five hours and work out at 5 a.m. And, you know, and um, that's really never been my path. <laughs> right. I haven't 
Um, I wouldn't say it's been blood, sweat, and tears every day. There's been certainly times when I slept for two hours a night or less. But for the most part, it's been never giving up, even when things were hard, even when I thought there's just no way this is going to work. I loved it or have loved it and do love it so much. And, um, and just never letting anything stop me has been the biggest thing. The mental attitude, just as important as the work itself. Yes. Keeping yes. And some of the work is fun. You know, it's not all hard blood, sweat and tears. It's just that. Right. Sometimes when you're looking for uh, a result that you're not getting, it can feel really uh, disheartening and it can be hard to feel like you're talking to yourself right. uh, and just keep putting stuff out there. Sure. But for me, it was um, it was the fact that I did keep doing that that resulted in everything. And a lot of times I would come to kind of a, a point where I thought, I can't. I can't do this thing that needs to be done for me to take the next step. For instance, when I'm doing the blog, I needed to make a makeup company and it's kind of like, okay, there's things that I'm not good at. I'm not very business savvy. Right. I thought, you know, cause I'm not good at paperwork, I guess. Sure. And so I thought I need someone to help me with that. And one of the biggest lessons that I've learned on this journey is that Sometimes in the beginning, you have to be your someone <laughs> every step of the way. Right, right. And and when you think you're not good at something, you just have to become good at it. And unless Absolutely. you have someone show up at your doorstep that's like, hey, I'm good at business. Let me do this for you, which is right. very unlikely. You just have to kind of take the next step. I remember my uncle. Um, I do have one uncle that does have um, a little bit of money. And I thought maybe he would invest in me. And I, so he was over at the house and I, you know, I'm not, I hate asking for money or anything like that, but I thought I have a really good idea. I have a really good plan. Maybe he will give me some money so I can do this thing. And I think right off the bat, so many people with a really good idea think they're just like a hundred thousand dollars away from a huge success. Right. And that's what I thought. If he would just give me some money, we would, it would just skyrocket. So I asked him, you know, I pitched him the whole thing yeah. and he it was really nice. And he said, you are nowhere near needing money, honey. And sounds like Shark he said, Tank. you have so, <laughs> yeah, he said, you have so many steps to take before you're ready for money. And, and when you take all those steps and you are ready for money, you can come to me, but you have to get there first. And that was such great advice for me, yeah. even though he never, you know, we never ended up working together on that project. The fact that I didn't see that as this insurmountable thing in front of me that I couldn't get over. The fact that he said, you have so much to do before that helped me so much to just keep moving forward. And um, by the time I did need money to start the, to, you know, buy the product, mm-hmm. I had so much more. I honestly, if I, it's the biggest blessing in the world that he didn't give me money right. because I try to think of what would have happened at that time with my, you know, five followers, <laughs> how I ever would have been able to get the product off the ground. I don't know, but without it, I just had to keep working at what I did have. And with, I, with what I had 
And so by the time I did need money, I had hundreds of thousands of people that were ready to buy what I was telling them to buy. And so it was the biggest blessing that I just never was waiting for someone else to do it for me. So you built up this blog, I think you said starting in 2011. And you had yes. been in the industry already, and then you started your own blog, and then you you built up the blog enough where you had this following that then when you were ready to have your product, you had this audience that was there and, and ready to listen and see what you had to say and see what the product was all about, right? Yes. So one thing that was really cool about that that I'm pretty proud of is even though at the time... Um, in the beginning of my blog, I was living in my parents' garage and I had a baby and I, you know, I had to kind of do jobs at night in order to make ends meet. Um, I never did any, took on any sponsored content and not to say that there's anything wrong with that. A lot of people do, and that's their path and there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. But for me, I just felt that, um, that I couldn't be fully honest if I did and that I wanted to just give and give and give and give to the people that were following me because I had one big favor that I knew I was going to ask them and I wasn't going to waste that favor on anything. Right, it was this right. one favor, which was my product. And so I felt like I just built up money in the bank to them, just gave and gave and gave. I never took, I never asked for anything. So that when I did have that product, I feel like I had so many people whether they even wanted it or not, that were just dying to do that one favor for me. And you always and, had your eye on that. That made your mission. It wasn't it? Was your yeah. project? You wanted to keep it pure, and you saw it from beginning to end. People, it's very important. I keep cutting you off. I apologize. No. You know, you said you're living in your parents' garage. I think right, and working a job at night, and you had a kid. You know, for people listening, it's it's what I keep saying on the show. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, you think, oh, I, I can't, I work this crappy job and I have this kid and I don't have time and I'm living in my mouth. You can still do what you want, especially now with the tech that's available. You know, look at Kara and look at how far her company's come and where she came from. And that should inspire anybody with uh, in a similar circumstance that, that's got any kind of dream or vision in their head and something they want to do with their life. And I'm sorry, please. Yeah. Continue. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So once I felt like once I had the product, so many people bought it and what was even cooler, um, it sold out overnight. I remember oh, wow. my, my entire family basically gave me everything they had. I put in everything I had. So I was just going to bankrupt the entire family, <laughs> my husband's family and my own, we were just going to bankrupt everyone if this didn't work out. So that was really kind of a lot of pressure. Sure. And I remember just thinking, if we can sell a hundred, then I know we can sell them all eventually. If we could just sell a hundred tonight and it was Black Friday and we had, I, we had told the company that we were using as our cart to, you know, our website to prepare for a lot of traffic just in case. And they said, we can take all the traffic. No big deal. Right. And that night at midnight, not only did my readers crash the entire site, oh. they crashed the entire company's database. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was a good so, sign. It was a huge success. 
um, by three in the morning, we were finally online. And um, by the time I woke up in the morning, we were in the black. So I knew I could pay everyone back. It's amazing. And um, yeah, it was so exciting. And what was really cool about it is it was a first try. I'd never made a product before and I had a really good idea. And there were things that needed to be improved on it. And I didn't get a single return. And that's going to choke me up because I know some people didn't love it and it wasn't right for them. It wasn't a right um, fit. But the fact that they were just supporting me and so their feedback, I would get emails just telling me, you know what, it didn't work for me, but I'm so happy to support you. And I'm so excited for your next round. And this is a few of the things that I think could be better about it. Like a bunch of big sisters. It just is the nicest thing I can imagine. And, um, and yeah, that's kind of how I got my start as a makeup manufacturer. That's an amazing story. And I like how you, you, you built up you kind of built the brand recognition and the loyalty before even putting out the product. You know, you yes. always hear people, I mentioned Shark Tank before. I don't know why I'm thinking <laughs> about that show, but you know, they always say like, I'm, in, I want to invest in you. I'm investing in you because I believe in you as the person. It sounds like you kind of implemented that for yourself and just mm-hmm. said, you know, I'm going to invest in me. I am the the product in a way. Um, and you, you develop that following that loyalty. And then, like you said, people that, maybe weren't even crazy about it or what have you. They still wanted to support the company because they already felt that kind of loyalty. That's amazing. Uh, that's they it. knew that I love them and that I wanted them to be beautiful. And that's just the honest truth. Authenticity. I, yeah. Authenticity. That's really, you know, I wanted to have a successful company, but my number one goal has always been I think it's so powerful for people to feel beautiful and, um, and they should, and women, especially, they just need that. And I think all women need that. And so, um, and I see that whenever I look at anybody, I just, I just can't get over how beautiful they are. I'm kind of like an over complimenter Mm -hmm. sometimes because I'm just so in awe You know, a lot of people love a beautiful view or they want to look at the beach or they want, you know, I love all that too, but people are so beautiful to me. And so that's my gift, I feel. And so when I can share that with people, they see it too. And that's really cool and special. That's amazing. It's not a superficial thing. Beauty is a nice, nice aesthetic thing. It's a little backlash. It feels like against that a little bit the last few years, but in any case. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of times people see it as a superficial thing and right. and it can be. You know, there's so much um in our media and things that we're get getting thrown at every day that is um it's not what true beauty is to me. You know, there's one very very tiny sliver of cover of the magazine beautiful, you know, and that's yes. just one kind of beautiful and then there's this whole other world of beautiful. And when we focus just on that one tiny one, I think it can be kind of um, not just superficial, but also really painful when you don't fit in that little teeny code of what it is to be beautiful. And like I just said, everyone wants to be beautiful. So that could be really painful for people to feel like that's something that they can't have. 
And um, that to me is just so wild. Like with anything else, have you ever looked at a mountainscape that's just so beautiful and said, yeah, it's pretty okay. But compared to a flower, it's, it's not that great. You never even think of that. You're never even comparing the two. They could be wildly different and still be incredibly beautiful. So opening people's eyes to that a little bit, I think makes it feel a lot less superficial and a lot more meaningful. Sounds like that's what people connect with. Uh, You know, it sounds like you got into it for the right reasons. And I think people immediately recognize, like I said, authenticity. People pick up on authenticity. Like I always say, even subconsciously, people feel Mm -hmm. that you're doing something for the right reasons and um, people gravitate toward that and like to share that energy. How do you, as a business owner now, and it's the company successful, you know, how do you maintain that original vision and that energy and that optimism and, you know, manage hundreds or even thousands of employees and artists that work for you now or with you? Um, How do you keep that kind of energy going and that employee morale and all that positivity? (laughs) I think um, I, you know, I definitely have my ups and downs with my energy level. But the biggest thing that I've noticed, even before the company, and if I ever start getting super focused on numbers or super focused on not results, because results are important. You have to see if what you're doing is working. You know, there is a bottom line. And I have a lot of people who feed their families from this company now. Um, so it's not, it's a big deal. But for me, focusing on the goal and helping people feel beautiful has never done me dirty. It's never ended up poor with the other stuff. I feel like the other stuff always follows if that's what I'm leading with. And so at times when I've started to focus too much on numbers, that's when I kind of lose my creativity, lose my excitement and my drive. And those are the times when I just know that I need to be to ground myself. And sometimes that just means playing with makeup more. Sometimes that means um, working on more faces and just getting to know the people that are wearing the product or getting to know the artists. It's a direct sales company now. So we have. 10,000, actually, I think 15,000 artists now. Wow. And it's, it's so amazing and exciting. And just um, being around them and hearing their stories and seeing kind of um, their passion for it just reignites my excitement all the time. So I have a lot of places I can get it from. Awesome. That's really great. Um, if we shift gears here for a second, if that's okay. I mentioned at the beginning of the, by the way, that's really great information. It's it's such an inspirational story, what you were just saying. And like, I'm going to keep repeating it. Anyone that hears that kind of stuff, positivity, optimism, you know, authenticity, all those kind of things. It's, it's the oldest formulas for success in the world. And look at someone like Kara. And if she did that where she came from and kept that dream kept, you, you guys can do it too. Don't get discouraged people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, just do it, right? Just do it. Absolutely. I'm be like the Nike slogan here. Just do it. <laughs> no, really. Why wait? Why wait? Start your blog. Look, if you're into it, it doesn't have to be makeup. It could be anything. Start your blog. Get your, Find your people. Don't wait for the, you know, don't wait for, sorry to interrupt you no, now. No, please, please. The, 
someone to come, like I, I always kind of say, don't wait for someone to give it to you on a silver platter. Every time someone tells me about their dreams, um, there's always something they're waiting for someone else to do for them, or they're waiting for the perfect time in life, or they're waiting for, and they don't realize that waiting is a choice. And, and even though they feel like they're holding off on making that choice, they're just making the choice not to do it. And if they just make the choice to do it and just put one foot in front of the other every day, it might not lead them where they were planning on going, but I guarantee it's going to lead them somewhere that they never regret having gone. Perfect. I hope everybody heard that. That's amazing advice. And speaking of, uh, you know, I mentioned early in the show, you also got involved in and started a foundation and you have personal experience with as well. Uh, the foster care system and and yes. advocating for that and linking up, you know, foster children and parents that will uh, take them and adopting and all that kind of stuff. And I, I was just hoping you could share your story a, a little bit and how you got into that and uh, what people should be aware of as far as that's concerned. Thank you so much for asking about that. It, if there's anything I love talking about as much as beauty, it's definitely this subject. Um, we got into fostering, um, I always kind of wanted to be, I didn't want, I don't know. I didn't know much about the foster system. I kind of thought it was something people did for money. Um, you know, like you're a teacher, you're a foster parent, you're a social worker. I didn't understand it. And, um, but I did know my aunt when I was little, she, I was over at her house. She said, um, she, there were some girls on the news that she wanted to adopt. And would I watch the news and write down the number? And I did it. And then she ended up adopting these two beautiful little girls. And, um, I always felt kind of special being a part of that story. I just wrote down a number, but as a kid, it felt very important. Sure, Sure. And I always thought I wanted to do that too. And, um, so I thought I would probably do it way in the future. But when I had, I had a little one-year-old and I had a four-year-old okay. and I was running the company. And at the time my husband was on tour with golf. So you had your hands so, full at the time. Yes. So why not bring some more, more kids into the family? It was the craziest timing ever. <laughs> right. But I started, for whatever reason, I was looking something up online and I saw, um, this site called adopt us kids and don't go to it. It'll kill you. Um, unless you want some new kids, but, um, I saw all these kids in their beautiful pictures. And, um, one of the girls said, I just want a mom that likes to shop. And I just remember thinking, I I'll shop. (laughs) your mom. You know, I just, you can't help but want to. And, um, and my husband was like, every night he could see that I was on the site. And he's like, oh, no, your kid's shopping again. He was really worried. <laughs> right. But um, I just felt like I had to do it. I just felt this call to it and just like I needed to do it and um, kind of talked him into taking the classes. And then um, and then we got a call. Um, 
And I decided to do foster care, by the way, just because I realized that you could adopt directly from foster. And that's amazing. That's an amazing route. But once I got into it and I learned all the different options, you can also foster with the hopes of adoption. Um, And when I say hopes, I just mean that um, you hope that you adopt them or that they go home to their family. The whole purpose of the foster system is to reunite children with their families and um and that's really what we hope for but that all that can't always happen if their family isn't a safe place then we can't do that so i found out that for kids the hardest thing on them is moving from home to home to home and if so if you can go in with the idea that i'm going to take this child and they're mine forever unless they go home then you can save them from so much pain. And so that's what we decided to do. And um, then we got my little Brayden when he was nine months. And the first week I thought this is going to be a breeze because he hardly even moved. (laughs) I took him, I remember I took him to the river and I had my, you know, other kids and I just had an umbrella and he sat under that umbrella the whole time. And it was just me and him. And I just thought, I've never had a kid like this. This is great. Right. And my sister said, Oh, you'll ruin him. Don't, don't think he's going to be good for very long. She calls me um, like the spoiling school Uh and (laughs) teach kids how to be spoiled. (laughs) So after two weeks, we went back to that river and I brought the umbrella. I thought me and him were going to have a little cuddle time again. And I did not, Stop running around chasing him the entire time. So and I heard that a lot right. that, that when you get a child and you give them a little TLC, it'll just blow your mind how right. much they change. But to watch it with my own eyes was so cool and to see him just come alive. The caseworker literally, when she came to see him, yeah. she um she just kept saying, did you cut his hair? What has changed? Why does he right. look so different? He was happy. And he was happy. Yeah. It's amazing. So, yeah. So it's been such a huge, huge blessing. And what I want to share with people the most through this foundation is um, when we, we were looking into it, I think one of um, my husband Nick's biggest concerns was that um, it would harm something about it would affect and harm the family that we already had. And I think a lot of guys feel that way. They even the like actually the best guys, because the best guys and husbands want to protect their families and they want, um, they don't want to bring any outside thing in that's going to put them in danger. And, um, and so for us, that element of it, has been probably the best part. I mean, the best part is hard to say because I just adore my kids so much and they're so happy and wonderful. But the best surprise I would say is that them being in our home made everything so much better. And my biological children are better for it and happier for it and they'll be better people. And, um, and, are there negatives sometimes, you know, like have my kids learned swear words sooner than maybe they needed to from my teenage daughter? Yes. Or right. watched a scary movie that she turned on? Yes. 
but the benefits outweigh the negatives by a million trillion. And, um, and I think a lot of people with really good homes and really good lives are not looking around like, how can we mess this up? Who right. can we get in here? That's going to be hard yeah, and make it hard. Sure. And, and those are the people we need to do this the most is the people that are not yes. looking for something to, um, you know, to fix them. And a lot of times those are the people that are the hardest to convince that right. you could be a foster parent and still be just a regular person. The ones that you would do it for a- the right reasons. Exactly. So you've, you've fostered, you have uh, two, two foster children, correct? A girl and a boy that you adopted. They were foster, but they're both fostered adopted and now. They, you permanently adopted them. Yes. And how many children total? Five. Five total. So you've got a nice big family yourself. You grew up in a big family yeah. and have a big family. That's nice. Carrying it on, I guess. <laughs> and as far as the the foundation, um, you know, how do you guys go about bringing awareness to other people about that issue? And um, you know, what what should people know about how difficult it is? Like you were saying, and if they want to you know, find out more information and all that kind of stuff. Where can they go to read up on that? And, and if they want to get involved in this cause and find out some info for themselves and their friends and family, how would they do that? So let me tell a quick story. And this is actually good because stories are such a good way of bringing people into something. And especially when it comes to kids, I think um, most of the people that I know and love, if a kid came and showed up at their door and needed them, right. they would let them in. No question. No question asked. They wouldn't have to even think about it. And what they don't realize is there's a kid probably down the street, you know, with, you know, with every amount of ability, you could just fall in love with that kid and they need you. And so just to kind of tell stories that make people realize that they're not just something theory in the outside world. There's right. someone real human being just like their own kids that needs someone. And so those stories help. Um, one of the stories that I would tell, um, a little girl from a foster family that was adopted wrote to me or read me her essay that she wrote, um, about why she wants to be a foster parent when she grew up. It was the cutest thing I ever heard, but my very favorite part and the message that I want everybody to hear is she said, being a foster parent is just like being a parent, except that when you're a parent, you say, go downstairs and clean your room. And when you're a foster parent, you say, go downstairs and clean your room. It's the first room on the right. (laughs) I like that. And, um, you know, we took, we took a lot of trips to the courthouse that maybe we could have. But when you have a kid, maybe they're in gymnastics and you take a lot of trips to the gymnastics place. And so it's really not that different. I think we sacrifice a ton for our kids and we don't know how they're going to turn out. Um, And that's the same with basically everything in our lives. And a lot of people are really afraid that they'll have to give the child back. That's probably one of the biggest concerns that I hear. And I love and hate to hear that concern. The reason I love it is because that person knows that they would attach and love that child. And those are the kind of people we need. Um, And I hate it because they think that they couldn't handle it. And I know that that's 
a hard thing to face, but that's why we called our um, foundation Love is Never Wasted, because I think sometimes people think if they can't have something forever, then they then it doesn't mean as much or that it doesn't count. And um, I think that we really don't get to have our kids forever as it is. You know, I have a little boy that's two right now and he's so adorable and gushy and he can't talk yet. And he's got dimples everywhere. And in a few years, he won't look like that anymore. And he really, in a very real way, won't be that child anymore. And, and that's okay. I, I will always have those memories and I will always have that little two year old cam boy in my heart, but, um, but we don't get to keep really anything. And so, um, to pour our love into someone that needs us could change their trajectory forever. And even if they end up having a really difficult life and they do end up struggling, um, even more so imagine, um, I think a lot of people think, oh, if it wasn't a success, then it wasn't worth all the love that I put into someone. And I just think if someone has demons that are so strong that they follow them their whole life, imagine how meaningful that love must be for them. Yes. So those are the kind of stories that we try to share. And if you want to learn more, go to loveisneverwasted.org. Um, we have a film that's so beautiful. It was written by a foster child. It's about a foster child, um, directed by a foster parent and produced by foster parents. Um, and we can also at the website guide you to learning more information for getting licensed in your area and kind of help you on the path to becoming a foster parent. That's amazing. Thank you. Love is never org. And it's such a great point about, you know, A, that the people that may think that they would never be able to do this are the exact people that should be doing it and, you know, probably have the the resources and ability to do so. And that may be the most affection love that child ever has. And even if they're looking at it like, well, I may not get to keep this child forever, even even more so. And it's even more important. Exactly. You, can, you can be changing that child. It's the mo- It sounds like one of the most selfless things you could do because you're really doing it just for the kid and you're changing their life forever. You feel like you go into it doing a selfless thing and then they end up changing you more probably than you even change them. And it doesn't, for me, I've never experienced it like a charitable act. I've experienced it like, like the luckiest person ever to get to have these kids in my life. Well, and I feel go, like people. most people would feel the same. I think so too. See, y'all can be selfish and be foster parents. It works. There out. you go. Works <laughs> both ways. Um, and and so that was loveisneverwasted.org. And if you want to find, before we went, if you want to find Kara's uh, makeup company, that is Mascara Beauty, and it's spelled M A S K, like a mask, and then her name C A R A. So it's like a play on words. Maskcarabeauty.com. And you can find her on uh, Instagram as well. Same thing. Mask. Cara Beauty. Yep. Cara Beauty. Uh, before I let you go, is there any any other messages, anything else you'd like to let the people know or something that you'd like everybody <laughs> to hear? My 14, f- 14 listeners here. Anything important? <laughs> um, just thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, um, it's my pleasure. 
It's been such a pleasure being here. I feel like I talked your ear off. So thank you all for listening. No, it was it was my pleasure. It's been an honor and, and a privilege having you here. I'll keep saying this is a brand new show and uh, anybody supporting it and listening. You guys are freaking amazing. And I really, really appreciate it. And um, be sure to check out Kara online. Check out her makeup company. They're doing these guys are revolutionizing the makeup industry. Ladies, check that stuff out. Mascara <laughs> beauty and guys, check it out for your ladies. It really is. They're using the best quality stuff and uh, they got a lot of big stuff coming up the pike as well. And I'll be back in a couple of days. Kara's welcome back on the show anytime. We'd love to have you back. Thank you. And, thank you so uh, much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So Good much luck for with coming. everything. Thank you. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. And thank you all thank for tuning you. in. Thank you, Kara. And uh, see you guys in a couple of days. Thank you so much. Bye.